It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'm still hungry. I mean, we talked about food to start of the show as an hour ago, and I'm t- usually I get to about 8.30 before I start feeling it, you know, because I keep thinking about food. Um, I can't help it. We've had lots of reasons to think about food today. Some reason this morning. I'm just hungry. Lots and, of conversations. Well, what's going on? What's going on with now at the latest poll you were just talking about? All right. About? So speaking of food. Yeah. The, oh, here we I go. love the Twitter streets. They're mm-hmm. great uh, for thought-provoking conversation. Yes. Yesterday, a very uh, interesting, apparently slightly polarizing question was posed uh, on the Twitter streets. And it was about your practices when you go to a restaurant that serves bread before you take your order. Which is pretty much every restaurant. Right, like Cheesecake Factory, Outback, mm-hmm. name your spot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you immediately eat the bread when it comes to your table? And is that tacky or not, Alan Hahn? Do I immediately? Yeah, yo, if you're hungry. Like if yeah. you show up and you're like, you know, i am been waiting all day. All like, day, looking forward to Whatever you're doing, like you spend the whole day doing something with shopping or whatever it is. And you're like, let's just go to a restaurant. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bread, that bread doesn't even the plate doesn't even touch the table, and you know if you have kids like I do, <laughs> like there might be a crumb left. Like their hands just reach and ripping it apart, and next thing you uh-huh. know, there's nothing left nothing of it. Left. It's gone. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The bread is fair game the minute it goes down on the table. All my right. opinion. Okay. Yours? I- I'm with you. Cheesecake Factory, the brown loaf with the little the little oats on top. Like that's my fave. Uh, Outback, the, the whole thing is brown. Now I don't Outback. believe though that you brain. should overfill. Uh, you should not. Fill up on bread because then it ruins the meal. That is wise. I do not always take that advice. (laughs) (laughs) Because the bread's delicious. All right, so what's the poll saying? So the poll is that apparently that is tacky and that you should wait five minutes before indulging in the bread. Now, of this lovely person that put this Twitter poll out. Who has no kids, clearly. uh, I I guess, maybe. (laughs) um, She got over 235,000 votes. Wow. 97% 97% of people said that you eat the bread immediately. Yeah. There's a 3% that apparently stands with her in solidarity that it is tacky to immediately grab the bread. This 3% is definitely people that go hungry. Listen. Like, you're not going to get any. And by the way. It's, it's kind of free. free. You're free, paying for it. No, but nothing. Yeah, there's no such thing as free. But, okay. But still, normally when you get said bread, uh-huh. it is warm. Hopefully. But most, yeah, if it's not. Mm, what restaurant are you at? Bring that bread. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But still, it's usually it's warm, and when it's warm, it's at its best. Exactly. Why am I waiting for it to cool off? Do I wait for the ice to melt in my water before I take a drink? Listen, I don't. Or do know, I take the drink? I don't know about this logic. You know, every day Twitter like poses some great questions. It, it's it's. No, I don't like that one. I had never thought that you don't grab it's the not bread a immediately. Great question. It's it's it, one of those where you're like, this seemed like an obvious answer, but apparently three percent, which is a very like I would have never guessed the three percent. I figured ninety nine percent because there's always the one percent of trolls that are like. I'm going to ruin this one. Uh-huh. Like, I'm the one guy that's not going to vote for Derek Jeter for the Hall of Fame, right? Because I don't think he deserves mm-hmm. 100%. There's always that one person that does that. Mm-hmm. But 3%? Listen, I uh, now it, it automatically sent me on the rabbit hole of where's the best bread. Oh, boy. Longhorn Steakhouse has really good rolls. I think the cheesecake bread is my favorite, the brown one. Because it's warm and it's, it's to put a little butter on it. And well, that's just the, again, get you, you got to tell me, are you serving it warm if you're not... Send it back. 
Um, who doesn't start? I'm trying to think of anybody that doesn't start. Now, here's the other thing. If it's the bread thing, what about if you're going to, like, you know, uh, like a Mexican place and they give you salsa Gone. I'm crushing chips. them on Am site. I supposed to wait on the salsa and chips? Listen, anything you bring me before my food comes is gone. Especially when the <laughs> chips are warm, like right out of, oh. And can wow. I have an order of guac to go with this salsa, this little teeny, and can you bring some more salsa because this little teeny tiny thing is not going to cut it for right. me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Like In fact, like then, then when like the meal comes, it's almost like I'm already full on <laughs> salsa and chips. Just keep bringing that. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, we're coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17, and now you wonder why I'm hungry. Because it seems to be all we ever it's talk a, it's about. It's a hungry on show. show. Hungry Wednesday. And Key, please stop sending pictures of food that you're making this morning. <laughs> um, so, again, the bread conversation in one hand, the NBA Finals in the other. So Giannis at the free throw line has become a thing now. And I wanted to see, because Hawks fans really got into it. Hawks fans were counting. A 10-second violation that that Giannis did actually get called for, which became a big story at the free throw line. He's a terrible free throw shooter to begin with, which that's another story. But this has become such a thing, and I keep it. When has a MVP in NBA history been, or in any sport, been treated with such disrespect? Like, I mean, mocked. I've never seen a guy who was considered one of the best players in his sport openly mocked by people. Mocked. Not jeered. This is, they're mocking him. Counting down the free throws, you have 10 seconds to shoot it. The crowd seems to always get to like 13 or 14. It sounds something like this. It sounds something like this. Take a listen to this from ESPN Radio. (laughs) And that's going to be a problem all night long. Pretty small guy. Great defender. The Phoenix fans were paying attention. Uh, Here we go. They're going to count to 10 here. And a louder count than I've heard. First free throw from Giannis. (laughs) Too strong off the heel. Might have even kissed the backboard a little bit. Barely in. Went off the board. Right, the free throw. This is the first attempt that he took in the series. And everybody, like, I was wondering, you heard Kessinger and also Doris mm-hmm, was saying mm-hmm. the same thing, like, let's see. Because it's not like there's any history with Giannis in Phoenix. There's no history. They play each other twice. It's it. So the fact that the crowd picked up, and kudos again to the Phoenix crowd, but they, they pick up on what the Atlanta fans really picked up on, and it's become a thing now. I feel like this is going to follow Giannis everywhere oh, he goes it's now. it's done. Every, this is officially a thing. It's done. It's embarrassing. And if you're like Giannis, do me a favor. Whatever you do this offseason, win a chip or not, <laughs> get to the freaking free throw line and put an end to this because this is ridiculous It's now. done. It's, Atlanta was the first fan base to do it. Or, yeah, because it, ha- it happened in Miami, and Miami didn't have a chance to chime in. Uh, yeah, Brooklyn, I think Brooklyn did it. Brooklyn did it? Okay. Yeah, Brooklyn, um, I think Brooklyn really turned it into a thing. Listen. But, but Atlanta his, picked up, and Atlanta was the whole building. His nickname is about to be Free Throw Countdown mm. or, like, sh- violation. Something. Like, this is this is going to stick. This is done until your man shoots 80% from the free throw line, at which point I am not sure that's going to happen. Yikes. Yeah, but, but I just have a problem with that. That is a fundamental skill of, a, of the a sport. A problem with his free throw shooting or the fans? Everything. No, no, not the fans. Oh, okay. But the problem is, is that it's become so bad, but it's not just the misses. That's different. You know, like you're, he's going to win somebody a free hamburger in one of these arenas. You know, you know that Philly. Washington Philly does, does that, right? Free Chick-fil-A in D.C. Philly, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Chick-fil-A, they, they always pick somebody. He'll always be picked, and if he misses two, everybody goes nuts. But this is much different. This is you are one of the best players in the league, and you have fans. They openly mock you about a fundamental of the sport that should be an afterthought. Why do you take so long? And you know it's got to be in his head. Yeah, but Hunt, I know he made the second free throw. I get it, but it, he made it ugly. Yeah, and but but, a, I got I a mean, problem with this. Well, I'm sorry, I got Shaq a problem. Shaq couldn't with it. shoot free throws. Nobody mocked him. 
I mean, yes, I know Hackershack so happened, but nobody openly mocked. But nobody mocked him for it. Well, he didn't have he didn't have time violations. And I know that's the point. It's not about missing. It's about how long he takes, and everybody knows he's going to miss. Well, the, so it just turns into now an unnecessarily unnecessary embarrassment. You know, the adjustment is not going to come in season, though. So we got to roll with oh, it. Oh, it's not going to. No, of I course mean, not. However many games, but it's officially a left. thing now. It's definitely a thing now. All the smart basketball minds have said. You know, clean up, speed up his routine. I was a five dribble, deep breath, knock it down, right? But I also was a good free throw shooter. I think for him, this is the routine as it stands, and it has get, gotten him to what sixty, a high sixty percent, mid sixty percent from the free throw line. So it's not going to change right now. I don't know if it's going to change. Period, honestly, because changing that routine, I just it's just not part of his game. It's no, I don't think he's going to change it. But I just think it's amazing that it's become now officially a thing. Like that's a th- you you don't find it. I wonder you if it'll played, become reverse psychology a, wait, wait, wait. though. You played a high level college basketball at Georgetown. You are the third most famous basketball out? player in the history of Georgetown basketball. Wow! And and you're you're climbing up the ladder by the way. You're fame, <laughs> but it's still like you understand that moment on the free throw line is. There's not a lot of moments in sports. You know, you're at bat at baseball, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. again, all eyes on you kind mm-hmm. of thing. But in the sport of basketball, where it's very much the ball's moving, the team, everything's happening. 10 players on the court. When you're at the free throw line. Solo. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you. It's just you. Like, even at the, the small level I played at, like, I've been in situations where people chant stuff at me. Mm-hmm. Wasn't necessarily nice. Mm-hmm. But I thrived. I love that kind of thing. Like, because I'm like, hey, they're paying attention to me. They know who I am. So, <laughs> for me, like, I banked in a free throw one time when people were <laughs> chanting things at me purposely. And my coach yelled at me and pulled me out of the game. Wow. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing, you idiot? I'm like, well, I, was, I thought I was being funny. Wow. But this is something at the highest level of the sport and it's become, it's, it's become like comedy. It's, don't, you don't find that to be embarrassing? It is, I think I, it is what it is. Like, he's not a good free throw shooter. I, if this is the routine that got him to one of his better percentages since he's been in the league, then, then stay with it. You know what I mean? It is a, it's, a, it's embarrassing for me as someone who shot over 80% from the free throw line. But for somebody that struggles, you got to roll with the punches. I wonder if it becomes reverse psychology and fans stop counting. Like, at this point, counting becomes a part of the routine, for Giannis, right? <laughs> can you quickly, I know we don't have a chance, can you quickly explain, though, because you said your, dad, your dad's an official. My dad's an official, and he's like... Because um, the crowd gets like 13. He was beside himself in, when the, it got called in the Miami series. He's like, you don't do that. Like, you warn a guy as official. He was a big relationships with players okay. guy as official. So he was always pulling guys to the side, like, jaw-jagging, whatever. Um, so he's like, you let him know. That's an MVP. Like, you just tell him you're getting close. You don't just call it. So he's literally sitting at home doing the count, you know, to see right. what the count is. And he was really disappointed that it actually got called, and he's kind of disgusted that it's become a thing. But to me, as a as a – Competitor, you take every advantage that you can get. I do not bl- blame Karan Butler one bit. Point this thing out. Not at all. But it is, like I said, it has become a thing now in the finals, and we'll watch it as it continues when he's on the road. At home, well, they're very respectful, and no one counts. <laughs> Coming up next, so the beautiful mystery. Will Aaron Rodgers play in week one? Well, we don't know, and apparently he doesn't either. We'll explain next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Spoke to a team source who said the Packers have engaged with Aaron Rodgers and his representatives, and they will continue to try to do so. They know they have to mend relationships. We want him back in the worst way. I know he knows that. We'll continue to work at it each and every day. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. 
Dining in dollars, doing business and bought wherever life takes you. The Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal, done. Freelancing in France, no problem. Sending money back to mom, simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Feel good music right there, Monica. Absolutely. Feel good music. That's summer Get too. A like that's sway like going. this is it's summer. So summer. This is a summer song. Come right? on, you make me happy. happy. Listen, who on the grill? Yes. What yes. Sipping that's on? what this is. This is the scene where it's like they Listen. they like like it's like the drone cam comes Absolutely. in in the backyard. Somebody's at the grill. Some people are sitting. Maybe there's a pool happening. Yep. See, you, and this is hun, this you is know what's up. This is the somebody song. Somebody start the electric side with my goddaughter. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt, Jay Will's going to join us. A little bit later on in the show, and and so the along with NBA Finals Game One last night was uh, the match. The match, yeah, the match. Montana Another. looks gorgeous. Yeah, it actually is. It's God's country, as they say, because it's just you just it's all sky. Yeah, it's like all untainted. It's just yeah, it's it's. I guess you could say that too, but it's got a really beautiful golf course there. Yeah. And you had Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau taking on Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Who, by the way, Brady and Mickelson are like the probably world-class gold medal trash-talking duo in the history <laughs> of golf. Have to be, right? Probably. Tremendous. Sure. And Brady, Brady just continues to just, you know, needle Aaron Rodgers about everything going on with him, which is even funnier. But on the broadcast, which is on Turner, uh, yesterday, it was 5 o'clock Eastern, so it was actually early. Um, but Aaron Rodgers was, I guess they saw a bear somewhere on the course. Mm-hmm. So it became an easy way for Brian Anderson to say, hey, speaking of the Bears, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, will you be under center in week one? And his response was typical. Packers, Bears, any idea who's going to be there? Anybody who's going to be quarterbacking in the number 12 jersey? Yeah, I don't know, B.A., we'll see. 
how about say, won't we? how about September 12th then? How will you go for that one? What's that one? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the, the opener against the Saints. Oh, all cheesers resort rejoice. Yeah, I don't know, B.A., we'll see. Okay. You know you're a Milwaukee guy. Yeah, I know. Aaron, everybody is on their toes. They want to know, man. They want to know. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. I'm trying to talk to him about it. He's going to keep playing or not, you know? Hey, hey, Aaron, we go way back. You can just tell me. I'll keep it a secret. <laughs> uh, hey, I promise I will not put it anywhere. Charles, I'll tell you this week in Tahoe. I'll tell you this week in Tahoe, Charles Barkley always trying to get the story, right? I won't tell anybody. It's just you, me, and a million of our right. friends or how many people did watch this. But I did find – look, you heard him, of course, I don't know, about you know week one, about mm-hmm. the opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, this was on Turner yesterday. But then he added something that he kind of said quietly, we'll see, won't we? And I, like, he, is he leaving the door open? Like, I he mean- didn't say no. At this point, I need to be creating a book of Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God! Right, the beautiful mystery is the name of the book. Let me flip. Let me flip back to yesterday's page. Yeah. And I do not quote. This is not a direct quote. The loudest in the room sometimes knows the less or the least. Yes. And the silence of the wisdom and a bunch of other gibberish to say absolutely nothing. So. Uh, that was from yesterday's chapter in yeah, the Aaron no, Rodgers this book. This is all part of the drama, of course. The soap opera that is Aaron Rodgers, and why not go with some people? We like to talk to those who have at least some intimate knowledge of Green Bay, bit. of the Packers, of Aaron Rodgers, and the whole situation. We bring back Amon Green, the four-time Pro Bowler, of course, who joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, who was the NFC Offensive Player of the Year in 2003 and a Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. So those credentials do allow at least Amon to do what we're trying to do, which is decipher – what little that Aaron Rodgers said and what it means. So what do you get out of that, though, Amon? And welcome again. Good morning. What do you get out of Rodgers sort of leaving it out there? Just, hey, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, right now, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. But uh, right now, he's going to continue to do what he do, be the smartest guy in the room. So that's why. <laughs> that's what he said is in code, and he's not going to really say um, until the action happens, basically. So he's going to uh, sit back and kind of enjoy his uh, – is it his bourbon or his whiskey that he drinks and let us speculate like we're doing right now. And for him, he's going to enjoy it. Like he won a game of golf last night or yesterday. So uh, he's going to continue to do that until the time comes and we'll see it here in a few weeks where he's going to be, or if it's not at camp, just continue to keep this, uh, as this, this holdout thing going as, as we're looking at it right now. All right, Armand. So that is all of us reading whatever tea leaves Aaron Rodgers leaving behind, but I'm asking you, I am asking what you think is going to happen come September 12th because there's a camp out there. Our good friend on ESPN Radio, Freddie Coleman, is a strong believer that he's going to show up for his teammates, for his guys. I don't necessarily feel that way, but what do you think? How do you think that this plays out? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be in uniform for the season opener for the Green Bay Packers? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very slight chance that he will be there for his teammates because as we've seen, Devontae, David, David – you know, guys that have been on the field in the locker room with him understand and they support him. Um, so that might be a little bit there. But for himself, you know, I think he's going to continue to do what he's doing. If Since things, I guess, demands haven't been made uh, from him. And he hasn't really said a whole lot about his demands. But from that standpoint, it's going to continue to be this. You know, Aaron in Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, come uh, was it July 28th right now is the starting t- day of training camp. So until that time, it's going to be what it's been. 
him not there in Wisconsin, and the Tigers got to move forward. And they've done the moves right now by bringing a, a Boyles in. So they're just making sure they have something, you know, at the quarterback position, a guy there that can that can help that team, you know, start the season with the quarterback. How much do you think, Armand, the, the, the court of public opinion matters mm. to Aaron Rodgers, meaning the fan base in Green Bay? You know, Mark Murphy was, uh, had put it out there last month. Oh, he's dividing the fan base. He's creating this idea, that, uh, this, this uh, rift, where there are some people who are siding with the team and some people that are siding with him. Um, we had um, uh, Rob Domofsky was telling us about signs on lawns outside in Titletown used to say, just go pack. Now it's saying, hey, Aaron, go pack, meaning take off. That it's, people are turning on him. You know how passionate that fan base is there. Do you think that matters to yeah. him, how people will, will think of him, treat him, what his legacy would be in Green Bay uh, if he doesn't show up and play and the team starts to lose without him? Uh, no, it does not mean nothing to him. I mean, he, to, for the fans, in their opinion, good or bad, if they like him or love him, he's going to do him. Basically, he's not trying to, in this whole situation, not trying to disrespect anybody. He's just trying to, you know, be him and understand that. And he, he mentioned that in that little bit that he had with Kenny Mayne. You know, it, it's about culture. He talked about it. So that culture is treating people, treating athletes like people, that we're not a number, we're not just a big paycheck. You know, you know, play football, be quiet and go play football, or shut up and play football, whatever that's been said to other players in other sports, you know, shut up and play basketball. Remember the comment was made about LeBron. So it's like that. I'm a human being. I got a pulse. And right now, something that happened between conversations or planning, I wasn't involved in that. Maybe I should have been. And here we go. And so this is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm trying not to disrespect anybody, but if you take it as that, I'm sorry, but I'm try- not trying to do that. That's basically what he's, uh, what he's uh, I said, predicting now, acting out here, basically. Amon, I'm taking notes just to add to my book of Aaron Rodgers' interpretation. The section <laughs> called Interpretations from folks that know the organization. So thank you to add, for adding that today. Let's hop off of this particular squad and stay in the division, though. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, yeah. the Bears, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton. Um, what as a, as a locker room guy, let's put it this way. A rookie mm-hmm. comes in with lots of promise versus a vet who is, you know, okay, fine. What would you want right. to see? What would you want to see to be like, yo, coach, it's time to move on to this rookie? Um, Andy Dalton basically is continuing to not really help us win. You know, when, it be, when it's come day one, maybe day two, or, you know, in terms of games being played, once the NFL season kicks off, then there's a decline, continued decline of the offense, of output, because we know there is some offense. They have weapons. They have tools. They have players. To read, you know, that can make plays. So if Andy comes in and not much has changed, then he's like, all right, let's give it a shot. You know, if I'm a leader on that team, I've been in an organization where I could walk into the head coach's office and say, hey, coach, you know, what are we doing here? Um, because, like I said, it's been that player, that experienced player that's been there, that's earned the credit to approach uh, Nagy and, and say, hey, can we, you know, try something different? What's your, or what's your plan, coach? Because right now it's not working, you know, with, with Andy Dalton. So hopefully, for Andy, as a player, I understand it's tough to be in that situation. But if he can go out there and I say perform well, and then when he does with that, he helps Justin Fields out by then, you know, knowing how to play, how to be a pro, how to play through something that where he knows eventually this guy is going to be the starter. So he can learn. Justin can learn that aspect of it because then also that he that gives him more experience about being a pro. Because at the end of the day, it's about being a pro. 
And where Andy Dalton is not the first quarterback that's been in a position where a guy's waiting in the wings to be the starter. But you got to go do – you got to be a professional, learn offense, be, you know, be, be a teammate to Justin and help him out, but then also know that eventually he might be sitting in the backseat and he got to be ready to go to support him the same way Justin is to support him as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, it's made, right. Be a good vet. And that's something we really haven't talked about on that in that whole dynamic yeah. is the idea that if, if Fields does win it, Andy Dalton went there and get, getting what's he getting ten million dollars whatever it is to he wasn't wasn't yeah. doing that to be a backup now he was a backup in Dallas but he was doing that as sort of to get himself back to a starter position he think he thought he had that but now you you never know hey as a running back you know better than anybody of course durability mm-hmm. and how you how tough it is to get through a season with the amount of pounding that running backs take in a given season with the with the added game this year the seventeenth game. What, what position would you say it's going to impact the most when it comes to getting through the grind of one more game, one more week? Would it be running backs, or has that position even changed since you've played uh, that it wouldn't have the same toll? Is it running backs, or is it still the offensive line? Because I feel like for an offensive line, every week, the later in the season yeah. you get, the more, of course, precarious it gets. Which position would you say is impacted the most? I'd say it's going to be probably the – I'd say definitely running backs. Uh, offensive line as well is in that – they're together. I know – that because obviously I played, but then also my teammates, some of my teammates I was really close to were my offensive linemen because we worked hand-in-hand hand together. We were bread and butter at the time of my years in Green Bay. So Marco, Mike Flanagan, Chad Clifton, Mark Tauscher, Kevin Berry, you know, those guys, Mike Wall, I would, so I would you know, hang out with them. So I knew their bodies. I knew what they went through. I knew surgeries. You know, I remember Marco Rivera telling me, you know, recently, because we, you know, over the last few years of retirement, we've talked a lot and He's had, you know, almost, you know, five or six surgeries just on one knee. So to have that extra game, and I know how I felt during the regular season of what we played, you know, 16 games to get to the playoffs. You know, I couldn't wait till sometimes internally, my body, my mind is like, all right, we're focused, let's get to the Super Bowl. But when this thing is over, Mm -hmm. I'm taking a break. I can't (laughs) wait for two weeks where I don't do nothing but sleep. Wake up, eat breakfast, and then go back to sleep. <laughs> you know, because it was it was that time because I was a pinball and those linemen, fingers, knees, ankles, backs, shoulders, things get beat up, but they play through it. I remember again, Marco was again, and a few other guys had MCL tears and played through it until the end of the season. So you know what? I'll just get surgery when football is done. If I do it now, I don't want to miss out because right. I don't, I want to be here for you guys. Yeah. So nice. knowing that. Offensive linemen and also defensive linemen neither because they're on the flip side. Same thing are happening. You know, knees and, and you know, fingers, ankles are, are getting beat up, and nothing really heal. You know, I remember in college at Nebraska where my one of my my left hand was swollen for me getting hit on the same spot, and now I got a callus there. So that's you know, just that's college football. But now I'm just thinking about this this you know 17th game where when I was a rep when I was playing that was. Non, that was not even a, a question at the uh, PA meetings out in Maui. You know, adding extra games because we was like, no, we want to get you know, you know, re- you know, restitution for what we do now. Play sixty games. What you doing? What you trying to talk about adding another game or two games and taking off preseason? Like, no, we're not doing it. so. When it actually happened as a player, I was surprised. I was like, wow, things are definitely changing. But the contact, you know, training camp has, has scaled back in terms of how many days we hit uh, than two compared to when I was playing. You know, I talk to guys now that are currently in the game, and I say, yeah, we, 
we had old school rules. They were like, oh yeah, y'all are you know hitting every day for no, like I the said, first the, two days. The game is the game you know, is during training camp. Yeah, and the game has changed so much, and in fact, it's going to change even more now when you have to deal with that that extra week. And you know, your perspective again as a player uh, is one that made it value, especially as the running back. Come on, great stuff as always. Good to have you back. Thanks so much. Yep. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, I'm on Green again, four time Pro Bowler with the. Green Bay Packers on the Goodyear hotline. So you heard his take on Aaron Rodgers. Wait to hear what one future Hall of Famer said about Aaron Rodgers' relationship with the Packers. We'll get to that after SportsCenter. Hall gets fouled, spins to the basket and scores! Giannis tried to get it from behind. CP3 had a chance for three. That is the point God at work. There's nobody in the league who does it better. If he feels a bit behind him, he crosses the ball in front of his body. He slows his tempo. He actually draws the foul. That's Doris Burke and Mark Kessinger on the call on ESPN Radio as Chris Paul leads the Suns to a 118-106 win in game one. CP3 goes for 32 points. Nine rebounds. He is. He joins Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Tim Duncan, the only players in finals history to have a 30-point game at the age of 36. Game two tomorrow night, and coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. Shakari Richardson's left off the Olympic relay team now, so she will not compete at all for Team USA at the Olympics. Remember, she did win the 100-meter, but then received a 30-day ban for testing positive for marijuana. Now, the ban would have been lifted in time to compete in the 4 by 100 but she was not selected by the team. In the match, the latest of those, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau, defeated Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. And during the broadcast, Rodgers was asked about playing week one. He responded, I don't know. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. That's more feel-good music for you, Monica. I'm this. Listen, who's in, who's responsible for the music coming in and out of breaks? You are nailing it this morning. This oh, is forward to September when we have football, and when there's a, of course, week one. Don't rush it. Don't rush it. I'm I know I don't want to rush it, but I am looking forward to this season. And of course, if you're in Green Bay, as we were just talking with 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 Amon Green. Like it's, it, I mean, there's a lot of anxiety about whether or not you're going to like think about the difference of this it's an MVP we'll have our MVP back on a team that got to the conference championship or we got this young kid that we don't know can play and we could lose to the Lions like, I mean, the Lions. I mean, seriously, though, like it could be that bad for you. For, for the sake That's of an that, extreme that yeah. I couldn't handle. No, it's very extreme. For the sake of that fan base, yes, September, come on, come on, get here. Yeah. So we can find out and get a resolution. And Roger's saying again, Roger's saying, we'll see, won't we? Like, I don't know, we'll see, won't we? Like, leaving it out there, just sort of like not giving you any absolutes. He's being very careful That's what he says. That's not new. At, no, I know, but it's just he's being, I give him credit, he's being very consistent. But how about and Tom Brady, who really has been needling him the whole way with this since they announced that they were going to have this thing, having fun with him on all the different Zooms with the media. So they had guys mic'd up, and they were talking to him. Again, this was on Turner. This is credit of, of Turner Sports. Tom Brady <laughs> basically making it clear. Aaron Rodgers is not happy with his boss. Listen to this. He's an NBA owner, a self-taught guitarist, and has guest starred in both The Office and Game of Thrones. 
He's unhappy with his boss and has no options. Who is Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> ding, ding. That is correct. Well done. That's a projection, Sam. I never said I'm unhappy with my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, not you. <laughs> so, wow. Rodgers quickly, I never said I'm unhappy with my boss. He never said anything, which is the key here, but... I love that Brady not only says he's unhappy with his boss, but he has no, no options. Very clear. This is an, another level of petty. This is like an extreme, very uh, rarefied air group of guys that can be this petty and needle one another. I think. Well, it's, actually, one way. Uh, it's not one another. All right, but it, it's Brady saying that. You know they know each other. Mm-hmm. You know they talk to each other privately. Brady's not talking out of pocket. Of course, you know not. this is like you know I'm gonna mess with you about this. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like Aaron Rodgers letting it out. Like, what do you take from the fact that you know he's laughing about it, enjoying it, letting it be a joke, letting it stay a joke? Is it because he's not taking it seriously? Is he trying to maybe like I don't know? There's also this part of me because I always feel like there's 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 always that hope that maybe he's just let me I'm gonna make them kind of like make them extremely uncomfortable Squirm. with this whole. Get them so uncertain about what they're going to do, and then I'll I'll just show up, I'll show up and I'll save the day, and they'll love me for it, and I'll get what I and you know, I'll let them know. Don't mess with me again. You know what I mean? Is there going to be an again? Because if he plays this season, well, are I we mean, patching up? We're going to stay. Well, now they, they, they've got it. They've got to certainly give him an extension and pay him. And I know that money's always going to be part of it. money's always at the root of everything, right? But I mean, him him like letting this just stay a joke, joking about it. I don't Constantly saying, I never said this, I never said that. I just talked about culture and the people and character. I don't, and, I don't think it's a joke. I, oh, that's it. Come on. For Aaron, I don't think it's a joke. Like, I think that he's, I have, I have said. Who is unhappy with his boss and is out of options. <laughs> out of options is the that's part. Great. Um, I don't think it's a joke. I think he's willing to, I think this is legit. I really do. And I understand you know, the logic behind teammates, and this is a unit that could contend if Aaron returns. But to me, to, why would you make this big of a fuss if you're just going to show you, up? Because what you're trying to do now is make it – it's almost like a parent thing to a kid where you threaten to take something away and you go all the way, and then at the very end you still give it – you still give them whatever they were hoping to have, but you make them fear that they're going to lose it. Like, just get them to a point where now – like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is trying to like let here, here's what life's gonna be like without me. You sure you want this? You want this 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 uncertainty? You want this criticism? You want your fan base where they are? You want this for your franchise? Like I said, this is waiting to exhale. This is throwing the match up and burning reference. the car. I'm ser- that's what this is. So, okay, Walking it, away right, like So if you if right, you're willing to take it I'm to the edge. I'm burning this whole thing down. Are you sure you want this? If you're willing to take it to the edge, right? But then, then he shows show up at the up, end to be this hero. But that's what I'm saying. So then you're the hero. What are we what are we doing long term? We're gonna get. We're gonna sign and stay with this extension. You're gonna give me everything I want. You go draft or, me everything or, I want. Or I got that one more year, and then now he's got a little more control of his life. I, and I have feel, more control. I really he feel doesn't like have he's any in control, control now, life. though. He and is, I get that's it. what I mean. He is in control. Yeah, but if he, right, how about this? I think he who loses stands, control if he comes Who stands back? to lose more? Who stands to lose more? Aaron Rodgers or the Packers if he doesn't play this year? Who stands to lose more? I think it's the Packers. Absolutely. Which is why he has the power. So stay out. Like, let them look absolutely ridiculous. Whether he plays the season or not, 
Some team is going to come get Aaron Rodgers. He's got them begging. He's got them nervous. He knows it. But he why stop here? It. You're right. So why stop here? Well, because Sit in, in the, the box end, and give me a whole Kawhi Leonard no. in the box in the arena. Uh, what? Who? I forgot who was on the radio. Was it Breen? Well, Kawhi looks so interested. He clearly was not interested. Yeah. Give me the whole posting, traveling the world. Oh, y'all playing football on Sunday? I'm not there. Like, if you're going to go this hard, finish the deal. Come on, him. Finish him. 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 <laughs> you go Mortal Kombat on me. Come on. Him, him pretending not to know who week one opponent is, right, when Brian Anderson said that to him about the Saints, he's like, oh, oh, is that who we're playing? Like, Listen, he, he, like, is split that, the difference. Split I, the difference. Show up week eight. What, 17? Yeah. Nah, you're too much Show of a competitor. No. Listen, but that's not I believe he's always, too much of a competitor to do that. Monica, again, do you see the strategy? I'm, I, I'm, this is a sinister strategy, but I kind of, I'm, I'm feeling it right now. I'm going the next level, though. Like, you're saying come back because you're such a competitor. Okay, that's fine. That's for him. Do you, you want to be a competitor or do you hero. want to you make this own, organization He will own that franchise burn. if he walks in the building as a savior. And then he looks at, like, Goodikins and he looks at LaFleur. He looks at all of them, Murphy, and he's just like, don't let this happen he again. He owns Let's the franchise now. Who's in charge? He don't have to show up for yes, a lick. No, no, but he, remember, why is he upset? Because they are never including him in decisions, that they're doing things that he doesn't agree with, that they're making these decisions, I whether it's you, Jordy Ron. Nelson, whether it's anybody else, whether it's, it, it's going with, um, uh, with Jordan Love. It's these decisions that they're making that have him, it's not going for it on fourth down. We agree. It's all that stuff, and he's saying, hey, Listen, you got me. We agree. Can I have, I need a say in this thing. I need to have a seat at the table. And you guys don't agree with that. Hon, we, you and I agree. I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, to sit chill. Week three, week four. Like, I'm chilling. Like, don't do it. Keep going. He can, he can afford it. They're going to look a hot mess without him. If, you're gonna, if we're doing this in terms of executing and demonstrating power, yeah. then watch what this looks like without me for real. Mm. Not just in the offseason. Get these games. Take these L's. Put this in the record book. Yeah, that was the year I said, oh, y'all play too much. I wasn't playing with y'all. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Protecting your small business is a big deal. Cover what you've worked so hard for. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com. So the road to training camp continues. Is Aaron Rodgers on that road to the Packers? <laughs> well, as he said, I don't know. Well, how confident should you be in your team's chances to contend for a Super Bowl? We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel 80, and of course, on the ESPN app. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, it's a big disappointment. And if you think about last year, again, because of COVID, it's really remarkable what they accomplished. The teams will approach you a little bit differently. You know, you're kind of the team everyone's watching now, so there's different degrees of expectation. There's more external noise. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats 
stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. So what do we have now? Pat, remind me. I'm so excited about the beginning of training camp. I'm losing track already. Are we, are we 14 days away from Cowboys and Steelers opening camp? Right, that is 14 correct. days. 14 days until then. 17 days until 17, the Buccaneers can and report. The Buccaneers, and right? 20 days until everybody else. 20. We're that close, Monica. Uh, to football. Uh, training camp is fun. No. What it's, do you mean training camp That was fun? so convincing. Right? Way to sell it. Listen, it's it's cool. I remember Training being camp a rookie is reporter where it all begins. in DC. Yeah, and, and you were on the sideline and you had your notepad you and then on seven on seven when they're wearing shorts, you're going, Who did what? And you're tell you're tweeting it out, it's all exciting. I also remember uh Irrational takes on day one of training camp. Go. Uh, oh my god. So and so's gonna be all pro this year. Exactly. Uh, Liz Clark though, one time it rained really bad in Richmond, she was so smart. She brought a yoga mat. Because otherwise yoga you're mat. like Yeah, because otherwise you're sitting in the yucky sideline like True. You know, like training camp is like not glamorous. Nothing. At least, at least no. Where nothing. The no, football no. Football training camp. Yeah, no. like, First of all, no you're seats, literally like 500 yards away from anything legit. Mm-hmm. You're like generally fans. positioned where the kickers are <laughs> swinging golf clubs. Like you, you, you don't <laughs> get to see clubs. much of anything. Yeah. Only just, maybe a little bit of thing, like what they want you to see. Yeah, exactly. Like that's where you, where you're situated. Exactly. And then you get, you know, availability, and you got to just run around talking to players as they Funny go. Funny the story, though. One of our colleagues, Ryan Clark, who I love, RC, RC. Um, was with Washington one yep. of my first years. Mm-hmm. And I had a project to go and get sound for our high school sports show. We were using this opportunity. And RC was so great to me. Like, he chatted with me about the whole thing and yep. geared it toward our high school sports show, and it was awesome. But it can be kind of overwhelming. As a rookie, you got this camera and MMJ, multimedia journalist. The guys are coming off the field. You're just kind of grabbing people. But RC was great. That's one of my So, road to camp. Camp memories. Road to camp. We continue with a confidence meter. Mm. The teams that will contend for a Super Bowl. Yes, not even in camp, and we're going to tell you who's going to contend for the Super Bowl. And Pat's here to help us with this. Go ahead, Pat. So I just went on a scale from 1 to 10, how confident you guys feel about the Cleveland Browns contending for a Super Bowl this year. Han, we'll start with you. I'm going with an 8. I was at 7. Going with an 8. Yeah, 7, 8. Yeah, I'm in that range, 7, 8. I wouldn't put it any higher than that. I do think that... Again, you never know what can happen. I'm not going to say injuries could help, but it, they usually do. And so because of that, I think they are good enough to get there. Are they good enough to overcome teams ahead of them, like obviously the Chiefs being you know, one of the main? I don't know yet, but eight, solid eight. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I got a, a little lower at a seven. I mean, this team is very talented, obviously, on both sides of the Loaded. ball. But again, all last week and part of this week, we've talked so much about what's going to happen with Baker. Have has he reached his ceiling? Mike Tannenbaum came in yeah. hot. His ceiling being Drew Brees, who only won one Super Bowl. I mean, it's not only one. I'll not, take if you're Cleveland. Would you take only I one? Say, that's not a Hell bad yeah. ceiling, but yeah. I do understand. Just manage the game, Baker. That's realistic. It. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be anything more than a guy that doesn't make mistakes because the, their running game is that good. The, the wrinkle that I'm watching, though, is the return of OBJ. Because have people forgotten that was a whole thing yeah. about your superstar receiver, your quarterback, yep. like what that balance looked like? If they can figure that out, then this team, to me, is going to surprise some folks. I like bit. it. Okay. Pat? Monica, from 1 to 10, how confident are you that the Patriots can contend for a Super Bowl this year? Ooh. Y'all know Cam's my man. Uh, Cam. I'm at like a 6, uh, 6.8. Yeah, that's where I'm at. 
6.8. It, it would not. It would be very Bill Belichickian for this squad to have a bounce back year of, of great magnitude. Cam is reinvigorated. It looks incredible, even if it's the new Cam, right? Like Superman Cam is not quite what he was mm-hmm. at his heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the retooling. People, we cannot not talk about this team having a league high opt-outs due to COVID and how many guys they got back, of course, in, in addition and then to the money they the, spent in free agency. Ad, in addition yeah. to everything they did in free agency. Yeah, again, I think, you know, like, like Tom Brady last year had to kind of prove himself. Uh-huh. Like, like, yeah, this happened. I did this without Bill. This is a year where Bill proves himself that I like did it without Phoenix. Tom, right? He rises. But I, I'm with you, though, confidence meter-wise. Like, 6.89. Yeah, 6.89. Yeah, 6.99. <laughs> like, something like that. Who else we got next, Pat? The Dallas Cowboys. How confident are you with Dak Prescott that they can contend for Super Bowl? Please tread lightly. I'm an Eagles fan. Thank you. We're both in this division, Pat. Seven. Watching the football team. Mm-hmm. Seven. Five. Hey, can we turn Han's mic off? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just Five. think that offense that offense is really good. Uh, they are going up against a couple of – well, Washington's defense is very good. Let's in that go. Division. The division is always something, but I just feel like they're at that point now where that they, they, I think with him healthy, that offense showed you something last year, what it could be. And the defense obviously is still going to be young. But I still think in the NFC, yeah, I'll go I'll – go, I'll go seven. You know what's great about that whole answer that you just gave is mm-hmm. that you talked into your hand the whole time so nobody could hear it. <laughs> I was doing that for you. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead, Monica. I'm at, I'm at a five, but I will admit there's probably a little haterade in there in that five. Not even five. Hold you. That's low, right? Mm, it's Cowboys. It's too high. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get one more in here. The uh, the Green Bay Packers, mm. the team we've talked a lot about this Do hour. Have to? How, how confident are you that with they'll contend without. for a Super Bowl? No, no, no. With no. Or you, without. you don't as have that answer. As no currently couching? constructed. You don't as have that answer. Two. I, gotta st- I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing. Why come this far to be like, ha just kidding? It's not ha just kidding. Let it burn. It's not. It's not ha just kidding. It's basically like, again, it's, it's, I'm going to show but you Han, what you're missing. So and now you're show gonna... me. You and I, I'm with you, but show me. That's like me saying, this is over, right? And then I come back. I'm taking no, it right to the it's edge over, it's until over. I got you begging and pleading, and I'll do anything. Nah, I'll nah. do anything, Monica. Whatever it takes. There's not a I can't possibly start this season with Jordan Love. You missed the window. You're, oh, see the, look, see the look you're making? That's what he's doing right now. So sit. You got to yeah, finish the but there's a part look. of him that still knows that this is the best relationship for me. In the end, this is what I got to do. If he's concerned going, about father time, I'm I going get it. seven because I believe three. He's going to be coming. there and he's going to let him know. Don't do this again. Nah. <laughs> for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.